Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, let's begin with our weekly gospel, which is Mark 2, 13 through 22. Mark 2, 13 through 22. Give you two questions to think about as we're reading. Number one, why does Jesus eat with tax collectors and sinners? He's holy. He's perfect. He's pure. Why would he share table fellowship with tax collectors and sinners? And the second question is this, is this, why would his followers not fast like others fast? Why would they not follow the traditions in fasting? Mark 2, 13 through 22. So those are your questions, right? One about why is he eating, and then the other one is why are they not eating? Verse 13, he went out, that's Jesus, Jesus went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And he, as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Now, you know, Levi, the son of Alphaeus, is Matthew. And he reclined at the table in his house. Many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. Those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. The answer is pretty straightforward. He gives us a metaphor answer, and then he gives us the interpretation of that answer. Why does Jesus eat with tax collectors and sinners? He came to save them from their sin. He came to show mercy to them. He came to show grace to them. Those who are well have no need of a physician. We agree with that, right? Like if you're perfectly healthy, you don't even think about going to the doctor. But those who are sick, those are the ones who need help. Those are the ones who need healing. They need a physician. Uh, in this story, who are the sick? It's the tax collectors and sinners. So it's a really a foolish question that they're asking. Why would he eat with tax collectors and sinners? It's so foolish, it's akin to asking this question. Why would a physician see sick people? Right? That's how foolish that question is. Because that's what a physician does. He helps sick people. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, there are none who are truly righteous except for Jesus on our own merits. We are truly righteous in God's eyes through faith in Jesus. But this is talking about the self-righteous, those who think they're righteous, those who fancy themselves as righteous. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Sinners, those who have seen their sin. Such a uh, classic story. Boy, I remember learning about this story since Kindergarten, first grade, I mean, as far back as I can remember, I've been learning about Jesus eating with those who don't deserve to be eating with Jesus, tax collectors and sinners. And uh, 
but it's always stuck with me, and we never move on from this. We never, ever move on from the fact that Jesus came to save sinners. He's not afraid of hanging out with them, spending time with them. He came for them. Verse 18. Now, John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Is fasting just inherently, is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Kind of a trick question, right? Any religious activity depends on the heart. Right? You, can't, you can never judge just from the outward form, just from the activity itself. But in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with fasting if it's from the right motive. But, and people came to him, Jesus, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests fast? while the bridegroom is with them. As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. They'll be feasting. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. That would be tragedy. If the groom is taken away, if he disappears, the feast would end quickly. He's speaking again with the metaphor, but he's... This is the first allusion to the fact that he's going to die. He's going to be taken away. And then there'll be a time of sorrow. Verse 21. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth or new cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and the worse tear is made. In general, the new doesn't mix with the old. Right? The new doesn't mix with the old. The man-made traditions of the Pharisees, the old ways of Judaism, don't fit with the new way of the new covenant in Christ. Uh, verse 22, another metaphor, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Same thing, the new and the old. Don't mix, don't fit, don't go together. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. Jesus came to bring about a new era in history, to establish the new covenant in his blood, which he alluded to when he talked about the groom being taken away. But while he's there, it's a time of celebration and victory and ministry of power in the Holy Spirit, which is what we've seen paragraph after paragraph in Mark, and we'll continue to see it. Authoritative teaching, authoritative preaching, authoritative miracles, establishing and bringing the kingdom of God. And what kind of kingdom is it? It's a kingdom of mercy toward sinners. Mercy toward sinners. This is a spiritual thing we're talking about. It's a thing that has to do with S-O-U-L-S, souls. He's about, it's about saving souls for the glory of God. It's about eternity. It's about heaven. It's about a relationship with God. And this, this cannot happen unless Jesus dies for sinners, paying, paying the penalty for our sin, which flows out of a love and mercy for sinners. The basics. The basics of Christianity. And they are the most glorious things in all of creation. 